Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. From an undisclosed broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Frady. This is Lock and Load. You ever heard that old axiom about uh, you never need that tool until you need it? I recently did a video about a sight tool, a sight pusher tool. Most of the time you don't need it unless you need it, right? And then when you... If you're going to be installing a set of sights on your gun, then of course, then you, it'd be nice if you had the sight pusher tool to do it, or you can bang it in, I guess, with a chisel or whatever, however you want to do it. But you, you, you know, you want it to be done correctly. So you want the right tool. The Ukraine found out about that. Israel has found out about that. Interestingly, with Ukraine, um, one of my, one of the things I've been wondering is what's going to happen after whatever we call that is going on there right now ceases. Now, in the Ukraine, many residents there, men in particular, who traditionally carry the burden of fighting in military service, recently told interviewers there that they either own firearms or want to acquire them. Crazy thought coming from actor and gun control advocate George Decay. Uh, you know, Mr. Sulu from Star Trek. Crazy thought, but those 20 million AR-15s now in this country could sure arm a lot of Ukrainians. And it wasn't his intention, but a lot of Ukrainians have come to agree with him. (laughs) And uh, we get this from the Geneva, Switzerland-based small arms survey. Between 43 and 46% of men in every age group indicated they either already own a firearm 7% 7% overall, or would like to own one. Only 11% of women express the desire to own a firearm. There you have the uh, clash between the sexes, I guess you would say. But, uh, and in Ukraine, for example, as it was here in World War II, in Ukraine, because all of the men are fighting, this has thrust women into new roles. <clears throat> and, uh, For the most part, Ukraine is a traditional society, and they have corresponding expectations about gender. And that relatively few women want to own guns doesn't mean they lack appreciation for their defense of power. The author of the uh, Gurgly Hidag, I believe, he said, despite women not wanting a firearm for themselves, and many thinking that it is not necessary to have one, Firearm proficiency appears to be regarded as an expected skill for a husband. Nearly 6 in 10 women interviewed believe that some, 38% or most, 19% wives in their area, expect their their husbands to be familiar with firearms and know how to use them. Now, the biggest reason for that, of course, is that for for two years now, 
Ukrainians have been fighting for their independence against Russian invaders. And you don't do that with harsh words. In their defense, Ukrainian officials lobbied allies for heavy equipment and handed small arms out to their own people. And there they have the AR-10 and the AR-15 for sale, but they're sold out. And President Volodymyr Zelensky announced February 24th, 2022, we will give anyone weapons to anyone who wants to come and defend the country. And uh, so now the common position and use of rifles and pistols move the needle on what the Ukrainians expect. According to a 2022 poll, the share of the population supporting recognizing a right to civilian gun ownership increased from 23% to 58%. Also in that poll, 90% of respondents named freedom as a main value for their country. Continuing on, Hiddig said uh, firearm possession appears to be more normalized nowadays in Ukraine. Reasons cited for owning firearms include hunting, 53%, defense against criminals, 21%, protection against potential enemies, 14%. Potential enemies from a neighboring country, that's a, that's a good guess. They also observed that survey respondents did not all appear to be truthfully answering questions about firearms possession and that the rate of ownership was probably higher than former responses suggest. I wonder why that is, coming from a former communist country. (laughs) And this reflects the experience in the United States. Last summer, researchers from Rutgers... From Rutgers University. Don't you just love that when that happens? From Rutgers University. They got out there and uh, concluded that many survey respondents claiming not to own firearms are lying and actually possess guns. It may be that a percentage of firearm owners are concerned that their information will be leaked and the government will take their firearms or that researchers who are from universities that are typically seen as liberal and anti-firearm access will paint firearm owners in a bad light. You think... Civilian guns, though, they're here to stay. All you gun grabbers all over the world, they are here to stay. Citizens of a country where civilian gun ownership has historically been less widespread than in the United States may also be concerned. Excuse me. about attempts at disarmament and weapons distributed by the government are theoretically supposed to be returned when hostilities end. don't count on that now that's happened before we had to arm the british during world war ii because well you know while churchill was out there saying we'll fight you in the glens and in the valleys and in the dales they didn't have any guns to do it with so we had to send five hundred thousand m1s to them m1 garants And then as soon as the war was over, they collected them all back up and threw them in the English Channel. Hiddig points out the Ukrainians are in no hurry to return their weapons. A plurality of Ukrainians, 39%, can concur that soldiers will keep at least some of their firearms instead of returning them to the military after the war ends. And that would, you know, given... The chaos that has engulfed them as far as who was stepping up to fight and everything. You know, if if, this is all about records and them being in order and post-war officials will face challenges proving that weapons handed to civilians were not lost in combat. 
Then there's the matter of the battlefield pickups because they're issuing AKs and, you know, the, the Russians are using AKs. And that's in addition to the many firearms privately purchased before the war and likely to be supplemented afterwards by people increasingly comfortable with having them. So even if contrary to their announced intention to ease gun laws, Ukrainian officials ultimately succumb to the European pressure to tighten them, they'll face the usual uphill battle against their own people. Ukrainians are unlikely to be more willing than anybody else to surrender what they possess or to submit to laws they've concluded are bad ideas. And there's also the challenge posed by human innovation. And now we have a new acronym, the PMF, the Privately Made Firearm. Improvements in technology and information sharing have transferred or transformed PMFs from crude and practical homemade devices of limited value to most criminals into highly functional weapons that are increasingly viewed as viable substitutes for factory-built firearms, including converted firearms, ghost guns, and 3D-printed weapons. So, And the EU has a really robust black market when it comes to illegal firearms. So, if there's any consolation to opponents of the private weapons, the Ukrainians have yet to catch up to us. And yes, we we also lie about, you know, how many guns we have as well. But the highest share of voters who say that they are... They or someone in their household owns again in the history of the of an NBC news poll that's coming out of Ukraine. Of course, America's still number one. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. What's in a name? If that name is Ace Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms. This is only the beginning. At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available with quality control second to none because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation 
reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492 That's 800-509-4492 Compliment your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com, GCNfood.com. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800 284 0523. 800 284 this is a fish story, too. Um, this could have some impact on the way the federal government generates gun control regulations. Right now, the U.S. Supreme Court is hearing arguments in two cases, both challenging a National Marine Fishery Service rule that requires commercial fishing boats to pay for government monitors that keep watch over crews for overfishing violations. It not only requires fishing boat captains to allow the government monitors on board the vessels while underway, but also requires that fishing boats to bear the daily cost of the federal watchdog on their decks. The cases are Loper Bright Enterprises v. Raimondo and Relentless Inc. v. Department of Commerce. And they're asking them to consider more than just the question whether the government can force a private enterprise to bear the monetary cost of accommodating a government function. It challenges what is referred to as Chevron Doctrine. That's something that arose from a previous Supreme Court decision that has, over time, 
been prostituted to fill in holes, if you will, of how the government is to enforce a law when a statute passed by Congress doesn't explicitly dictate it. And it basically allows an unelected federal bureaucrat to create a law. And this is the thing about any law the federal government does. They never dot the I's and cross the T's. They're just out there pushing a bill out there to have some things on it. And then there's going to be other things appended to it, which is actually quite detailed because that's what they're actually trying to get. You know, all all, all of the pork. Now, under the Chevron Doctrine, the federal judiciary gives deference to the federal agency's interpretation of the law. Which is fine if they actually are doing a strict reading of the law, but um, the courts are supposed to be the ones out there saying what the law means and whether it's constitutional law. Chevron deference is the lifeblood of the administrative state. They're counting on nobody picking this up and running with it. But the dispute at the center of the lawsuits is real, and it illustrates how vulnerable we are to the whims of the federal governments and agencies empowered to invent their own authority. And uh, it is beginning to look like the Supreme Court might be ready to neuter the doctrine if they don't abolish it altogether. Several justices appear to question the Chevron doctrine's dominance. Neil Gorsuch described the doctrine as the government always wins. They also argue that the Chevron doctrine has given the executive branch a wide license to flip-flop on its interpretations of statutes to fit their policy goals. And we've seen that more. I mean, with Obamacare. They, they, they passed Obamacare, and then they simply did not implement it. They did not implement parts of the law because it needed to do that in order for the narrative to go forward. And that's evident when you examine the way in which the Biden-Harris administration has been using executive overreach as a weapon against the firearm, uh, firearm industry. This all came about in 1984. It upheld a regulation published by the EPA. And the opinion set up a two-part test to determine if an agency's administration of a rule passes muster. But it noted that the court must first determine whether Congress directly addressed the question in the case. And if it didn't, the administrative rule enforcing it would be legal so long as it was reasonable. And it's got the, uh, you know, it's got those quotation marks around that one. Now, this gives wide latitude to publish their own rules on how they believe they should interpret laws passed by Congress. Like the aforementioned Safer Communities Act, or whatever they call it, the SCA, um, they're now interpreting it to read a bunch of stuff that's not even in it. And, you know, when all of the Republican senators out there, hey, that's not written in that, the ones that voted for it. Yeah, they're, they're jumping up on that one. So... And we have reached a tipping point because the reasonableness of all of this is becoming stupid. There are cases challenging final rules published by the ATF that argue the agency charged with regulating firearms in the United States has overstepped the authority granted by Congress to create their own criminal laws. Garland v. Cargill was granted review by the U.S. Supreme Court challenging their final rule that reclassified bump stocks as a machine gun under federal law. And it will be taken up on February the 23rd. And the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit held that the ATF exceeded their authority when they published a final rule redefining what constitutes a frame or receiver as they tried to take away your ability to build your own gun. Judge Kurt D. Engelhardt wrote in a 3-0 opinion, ATF in promulgating its final rule attempted to take on the mantle of Congress to do something with respect to gun control 
but it is not the province of an executive agency to write laws for our nation. That vital duty, for better or for worse, lies solely with the legislature. So they can't make up their own criminal law just because they want to. They also uh, ruled that they exceeded their authority when they published a final rule banning stabilizing braces for AR-15 pistols. They found that the ATF didn't provide sufficient opportunity for the public to offer comment. And they sent the case back to a U.S. district court, which later issued a nationwide injunction against ATF enforcing the rule while the challenge proceeds through the courts. And it's a near certainty that the ATF's proposed rule to redefine engaged in business, which is where they're out there trying to make everybody an FFL holder, while they take all the FFLs away from people for pen and ink mistakes, that's going to be challenged in court. So there's no exception or, you know, there's no expectation that the Biden administration will step back from their effort to require you to obtain a federal firearms license, be required to maintain records ready for ATF inspection. This is one reason I only sell to FFLs. I take the hit, but I sell to FFLs. But this also amounts to a giant step closer to a national firearm registry, since every private seller would be required to maintain those 4473s in perpetuity or transfer them to the ATF when they surrender their license. The White House said at the time it announced ATF would issue its engaged in business rule that it would be a step forward or toward universal background checks that Congress has expressly uh, rejected. So... And there is no mandate for this. They spoke clearly when they addressed the definition in the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. They made a one-word change to the engaged in business definition by removing the word livelihood that the courts had effectively read out of the statute. So, you know, that's that doesn't fit with the narrative of gun control. Of course, you, you understand that. And in the anticipated challenge to the final rule that the Biden administration will most assuredly rely upon the Chevron doctrine to say the law wasn't clear and it needed to be interpreted to enforce the law. And it's clear, Supreme Court skeptical of the Chevron doctrine. Gorsuch wrote in 2022 that Chevron doctrine deserves a tombstone no one can miss. Alito wrote in 2018 that it is an increasingly maligned precedent. Brett Kavanaugh wrote in 2016 that the doctrine is a judicially orchestrated shift of power from Congress to the executive branch. So we're going to see. And within this, a great many things will lie as far as the future of this country is concerned. Climate change will teeter on this as well. All of these things they're trying to push on climate change will teeter on this. It, 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 you know, freedom is a template, and the template to take away your freedom is a common thing with the left. They try the same things with everything. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load.
At Chambers Custom, we have one job. We strive to build the most obsessively, reliable, accurate, and beautiful pistols for the discriminating gun owner. Using the ageless 1911 design with a 21st century approach to each part and component, Chambers Custom meticulously begins each pistol as a standalone project, creating a bespoke, handcrafted, peerless firearm. They integrate all of the internal, external, and intrinsic elements that make a custom 1911 unique. Go to ChambersCustom.com. Chambers Custom, truly the mechanical advantage. Operate. At Staccato, we know there's no such thing as a fair fight, and we bring the unfair advantage that is the 2011 platform. Dominate. At Staccato, we know the most important gun you own is the one that you're carrying when you're facing that threat to life and freedom. Win. We want you to enter that objective confident that you are carrying the best gun in the gunfight. No compromise. No sacrifice. Staccato2011.com. Stand ready to face down the darkness with 2011. USA News Update. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis ending his campaign for the White House and endorsing former President Donald Trump. If you don't like the weather, just wait a minute. True to the old saying, freezing temps should be moving out of a good chunk of the country and above average warmth will blanket the U.S. Don't expect Hamas to release any more hostages. The Palestinian group presented Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu with a proposal. Leave Hamas in power in the Gaza Strip and take all Israelis with you. Netanyahu wouldn't even entertain that idea. Three members of an air ambulance crew lost their lives in a helicopter crash near Weatherford, Oklahoma. Over the weekend, on their way back to their base located 70 miles west of Oklahoma City. No patients were on board. Corey Myers, USA News. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is ShopSuperTea.com, or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at. No pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. Okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead, towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination.
Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. This is Lock and Load, and this is, excuse me, I have decided to, to have this little thought out loud without any guests on here because I don't, want, uh, I don't want to paint anybody with what my thoughts are on this. What we're seeing in the NRA is what happens when power is acquired. And when you begin to feel the corruption and allow the corruption to run your decisions and make your decisions your past good work while it still stands and at the time they were great it was great and all that other stuff that falls by the wayside and all of that grassroots nra lobbying about you know concealed carry permits and constitutional carry and all that other stuff that was uh, that that all falls by the wayside when you sit out there and you look at what this became as it continued to evolve now the new you know the nra has no influence at all in some places like new york and california and new jersey and massachusetts and in a just world in a world where uh it didn't take Letitia James. This is this is pathetic that it takes Letitia James to make this happen. But a board of directors, and I know a few of them, and I like a few of them, and I respect all, all of them. But had they been allowed to actually do what they did, which I and I would love to know how they managed to keep that from ever happening. I know there's lots of accusations about, well, if if we thought you'd be a good board member, we'd allow you to run that kind of stuff. I, I would love to know that. But instead of the board holding Wayne LaPierre to account for this, Letitia James is doing it. Now, there's two things at play here that are that are absolutely true. First of all, Letitia James has an axe to grind. No doubt about it. And also a fact is NRA management knew the environment they were operating in. And the breaches of their duty were so irresponsible and arrogant that it is flabbergasting. And the buck stops with the top guy. And this loss of influence with Democrats, it's not because the NRA didn't try to suck up to them. Doing that is, uh, you know, <laughs> sucking up to the left is a, is a fool's errand. And it's going to lead to disappointment. But, I mean, at one point, back in the early 90s, they boasted Representative John Dingell on his board, who went on to vote for the assault weapon ban, endorsing others like A-rated Representative Bart Stupak, who went on to endorse Barack Obama. And, you know, that's just two examples. I mean, you can go take your pick. Represented by LaPierre's true champions of the Second Amendment, like Harry Reid, 
they endorsed him. After he began to turn by declining to endorse A-rated GOP candidate Sharon Angle, even though Reed had been since downgraded to a B. Now, why do we do that? Now, I've, I've met Sharon Angle. And she, she, was, she was upright. She was righteous. We saw the ultimate Democrat loyalties of pro-gun Max Baucus and John Tester from Montana. Then there was the NRA darling turned Chuck Schumer protege, Kirsten Gillibrand. And here's the thing. There are no pro-right-to-keep-and-bear-arms Democrats. Not, you know, they have a good tactical vote, which they allow in the party by supporting the broader strategic agenda and candidates. But there are no good examples in the Democratic Party. Yet. The NRA under LaPierre was instrumental in urging its members to give power to politicians they knew would end up working against them and then either acted surprised when it happened or just ignored it when it did. And the question becomes, how many times do you have to be cheated on before you admit that the problems might be your problem because you're the common denominator? All you have to do is go all the way back to the passage of the NFA to find NRA and Law Pierre himself endorsing citizen disarmament edicts, like the gun-free zone, for example. In a transcript of Law Pierre's post-Columbine statement at its annual meeting, since deleted from the NRA website, now only available via the Internet Archive, he expressed association support for schools being gun-free zones. He declared, first, we believe in absolutely gun-free, zero tolerance, totally safe schools. That means no guns in America's schools, period, with the rare exception of law enforcement officers or trained security personnel. And when NRA President-to-be Sandra Froman floated the idea of armed teachers, she quickly walked it back after LaPierre clarified the following week that the NRA is not advocating arming teachers and supports the federal law that bars most guns from schools. Crediting them with the advance of concealed carry laws, though, mixes the message that while their influence cannot be denied, in some cases, state groups were claiming interference with their efforts and and, and worse. Case in point, from grassroots North Carolina, which charged North Carolina's first permitless carry bill was introduced in 1997 as SB810 at the behest of GRNC and Gun Owners of America. We actually went as far as filing a discharge petition when Democrat Mark Bassnight refused the bill at a hearing. And at around this time, we heard reports from gun rights groups in other states that NRA lobbyists were actively sabotaging permitless carry bills. As for the most significant Second Amendment case recognizing it as an individual right, attorney Alan Gura, in a 2003 filing, used the term sham litigation to describe the NRA's attempts to have Parker, a.k.a. Heller, consolidated with its own case challenging the D.C. law. He also stated that the NRA was adamant about not wanting the Supreme Court to hear the case, and the Parker plaintiffs faced repeated attempts by the NRA to derail the litigation. And interference in this process set us back and almost killed the case. Then there's the NRA-backed and LaPierre-backed Project Exile, a federal program to sentence felons for having a gun. But 
problem with that as the Project Exile Condemnation Coalition comprised of leaders like Larry Pratt and Aaron Zellman of the Jews for Preservations of Firearms Ownership noted is unconstitutional laws are illegal and harmful to public safety, tyrannical, and are inevitably enforced against ordinary non-criminal citizens. So, if a defiant gun owner is found in possession of a bump stock, right? Consider that. That's another infringement law peer and former chief lobbyist Chris Cox, since accused by the Association of Grift, effectively greenlit in a joint statement, also removed from the NRA website. When they declared the NRA is calling on the ATF to immediately review whether these devices comply with federal law. The NR believes these devices are designed to allow semi-automatic rifles to function like fully automatic rifles should be subject to additional regulations. So, while we're all sitting out here going, well, you know, Trump banned the bump stock. No, Trump listened to them. Should he have? No, not at all. He should have listened to his son, but he didn't. But this is where all this came from, because Trump goes to every NRA annual meeting. He's been going to them since 2016. Gun owners repeating the NRA LaPierre mantra to enforce existing gun laws are effectively no different than revolutionary colonists advocating enforce existing intolerable acts. So, for those of us who believe in a uh, no-holds-barred sort of approach to the right to keep and bear arms, this uh, controlled opposition by the gun rights leaders... When you look at it and you see what they've done in the past, you real, you begin to see the fact that they've always thought they were better at this than you. And they've always thought that they had a right to intervene where they had no right to intervene to begin with. And they've been corrupt for some. This is nothing new. Nothing new. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past two years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker we have great rates for you as well at the term lifeline we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above so if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance call right now for a free quote rates and availability may vary by state sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 that's 800-430-1891 what is 
if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it. You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. on the firing line this is lock and load because of the way the uh, mass shooting active shooting rampage shooting is depicted in the media that debate stays open constantly which is fine I, I have no problem with it the problem I have is when it's actually perpetrated by somebody one of the uh, protected groups and then they get swept under the rug because we're not doing anything about it right like gun-free zones in schools, you know, that I was just talking about with the NRA. Um, we're not doing anything to make these targets less attractive to these desperado, rampage, crazy people. Now, and, and there's two things at play here. There is what happens before the shooting, which we should be looking at. We have to be looking at the mental illness part of it. And then... We have to be looking at what we do when they start shooting. The problem is, um, it is impossible 
to legislate against somebody going crazy. <laughs> it just it just doesn't work. And uh, one of the problems that we have with this is one of the and it's it's just like anything else. I mean, any any time they they propose legislation that gets out there and is going to prohibit something, that's going to be prostituted later on down the road, like the HIPAA Act, right? Sometimes there's certain things that the society needs to know at large, and the HIPAA Act basically ties the hands of anybody trying to uh, get out of the dark. Because this applies in everything that has to do with the medical side of the house, you know. Now, in most places, when you go buy a gun, you're going to have to at least fill out one form of application to do it all some states have more than one some states have a state form and they have a, a national form with the 4473 you always have a section that asks the people yes or no questions and the question of mental status reads have you ever been adjudicated as a mental defective or have you been committed to a mental institution and if the person checks no there's no way to know at that point if he or she is being truthful then the forms are sent to the state police in some cases. Here in South Carolina, they're sent to SLED. In some places, they actually conduct a background check off of that. Right? Once it's complete, all the gun dealer gets is a one-word response, approved or denied, in South Carolina, since I have a concealed carry permit. I don't even have to go through a background check. Now, if an individual is committed for psychiatric care, whether it's voluntary or involuntary, it does not prove that there is a problem. And that's where the this, this is where the stipulation becomes. Mental illness, in a lot of cases, can be temporary if it's treated. If it's untreated, it's just like any other illness. It becomes more so. And a firearm is no different than any other tool or item. I can pick up anything that I'm looking at right now on this uh, broadcast console and repurpose it as a, as a weapon. When Nancy Pelosi's husband was assaulted with a hammer, nobody was protesting outside of Lowe's or Home Depot. But then we have things like red flag laws. Now, this is, uh, and once again, this is one of these things that start out, and if you go by black and white, you're looking at it, and, well, it could be more reasonable except for the way they're executed. Red flag laws allow a state court to order the temporary removal of firearms from those that they believe may present a danger to others or themselves, although most states already have a statute in place for that. This one addresses purely firearms, though, the red flag law. And uh, Jay Judith of Bedford says anyone can accuse anyone of anything. If an ex-couple had an argument and one of them knows the other has guns, he or she can claim I was threatened, then I, that can escalate to I saw my ex-partner threaten other people. And a judge might even err on the side of caution and invoke the temporary removal order. This is a violation of due process, and it infringes on gun owners' Second Amendment rights. In Charles E. Cobb Jr.'s book, The Nonviolent Stuff Will Get You Killed, How Guns Made the Civil Rights Possible, he wrote, visiting Martin Luther King Jr. during the Montgomery, Alabama boycott, journalist William Worthy almost sat on a loaded pistol. 
just self-defense, Martin Luther King said. It was not the only weapon King kept for such a purpose. One of his advisors remembered King's home in Montgomery as an arsenal. King and other civil rights activists embraced their constitutional right to self-protect. King applied for a concealed carry gun license after his Montgomery home was bombed. Now, then there's Tammy Harvath of uh, Cambria. According to Harvath, on April 2nd, 2017, my 19-year-old son, Luke Yuzma, was killed through gun violence. The man took one step forward and shot him in the forehead. He died at 9.30 p.m. Now, despite her loss, she said it was the person, not the gun. If someone is set on killing, death is going to happen. The right to bear arms, that's all arms. And her brief... Her belief on grief and gun rights is a surprise to many. But as she stands by her pro-gun stance, she also stands up for forgiveness, which she makes clear in her memoir, Gone in an Instant, Losing My Son, Loving His Killer. And some people could do this. I don't know that I could, but she said, by not forgiving, anger will eat me alive. Then there's women. Now, ladies, if you can get past your fear, then you can't believe how good you would be as a gun carrier. And they're voters, but you have to get them past their fear. And, uh, you know, women are the fastest growing segment of the gun buying populace in the United States today. And they also have the most options when it comes to carrying a gun, like yoga pants with a holster, bras with a holster, garter belts with a holster. I mean, they've got it. A new, a, another profession that badly needs to have gun owners and gun carriers in it is real estate. Because female realtors are alone with potential male home buyers all the time. I mean, it's, on the one hand, everybody's going, oh, cringing right now. I hope you know, all of us have to be trained to be hand-to-hand combat operators and, oper- you know, special forces. Yes, you do. In the interest of your own self-preservation, yes, you do. Then there's teachers. If you want to stop shootings in schools, you let the teachers be armed. You let them voluntarily step up to be armed and then... You put out there, teachers are armed. You put, instead of a sign saying this is a gun-free zone, you put up a sign saying the teachers are armed. And then see where the gun, where the school shootings happen. They're going to happen where that's not happening. Because where that is happening, and it's happening in a a lot of places in the United States, that doesn't, you don't see that. Now, if if a school wants to choose not to do that, that's fine. They have just assumed responsibility for the, for the safety of your children, and uh, as a parent, you should look into that. Churches, of course, are another place. Now, one thing that happens in most cases is, like, if I'm on a range and I see another gun owner doing something unsafe, I'm going to step in, I'm going to try to stop him. Especially if they sweep. I love it when I get swept with somebody else's weapon. They don't love it, but I love it. And yes, that happens. That happens on a regular basis. And that's due to a lack of education, which I'm going to be contributing to. And I don't do it in a, in a, in a, in a, 
in a violent, kinetic manner. I do it very quietly, and I move out of their path so that they see that I'm aware they're doing it. That in and of itself has a little bit of a lesson that it carries with it. But it comes, and it's like I keep saying, perception is everything on this. Perception is everything on this. And we have to change the perception of a few things like getting help for mental health issues. If you have them, if you have something like that, then go boldly go get treatment. And don't worry about the rest of the stuff because we're working on that. We police our own. We take care of each other. The specter of the armed citizen always weighs heavily on the mind of the criminal because we don't have the rules that the police have. We don't have the rules that the police have. We also don't have the expectations they have. So in a lot of cases, it'd be better if they ran up against police than an armed citizen. It's never been about gun control. It's always going to be about total control. This has been Lock and Load. Tactical Innovations is the ultimate one-stop shop for all your competition, law enforcement, and military needs. Home of the Weapons of Wick. Now featuring the new Pit Fiber, Terran is the one who trained the one. And he is Hollywood's go-to for taking the weapons and training to the next level. His legacy of championship wins, spanning across decades, is due to his uncompromising dedication to perfection. These innovations are now offered to you at TerranTactical.com. At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to mgs.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, stimulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you.